The Pinball Network is online. Launching. Just another pinball podcast. Hi, this is Just Another Pinball Podcast, episode number 33. My name is Joel Engelberth, and yeah, today we have one heck of a guest. I know episode 30, I had a chance to interview George and Tanya and go over Deadpool, kind of the ins and outs of Deadpool and the design process of Deadpool. And I loved, loved, loved that interview. I also had an opportunity to do that with Scott Denisi with uh, TNA. And so I know I've played the heck out of this game, um, and I knew I wanted to speak to its designer. And so today, on today's episode, we're really going to dive into Godzilla, the design process from start to finish. And um, really, there's only one person that we can talk to about that, and that is Keith Elwin. Keith Elwin is here. Um, yeah, Keith, thanks for thanks for joining me today. Yes, anything to break my uh, my COVID boredom. Yeah, yeah. We were supposed to record this a few days ago, and. Um, like late, late at night, the night before, you just said, hey, I don't know if tomorrow's going to happen. <laughs> I have COVID. <laughs> I was like, okay, no big deal. And then the next day you're like, uh, my throat's on fire. We're going to have to postpone this. I said, yeah, you do you. So I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I blame District 82, by the way. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Those those people up there, I don't, I don't know how well that place is run, you know, especially, <laughs> <laughs> especially the streaming guys. Yeah, but... Um, well, yeah. So Keith Elwin, he is a senior game designer at Stern. This Godzilla happens to be the fourth game you've designed for Stern. And um, it is currently rated number one overall on Pinside. So I don't know if you ever look at that website or happen to look at that ranking system. But Keith, apparently people like your game. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little excessively high, but I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, do you want to rank it? Do you want to put it somewhere else? If you <laughs> yeah, just give it two, you know, give you give yourself some room to grow, that kind of thing. Would yeah, be... yeah. Okay. It's, it's no fun being at the top. You got it. Okay. Sounds good. Well, um, I do this is a random thank you, but I when I interviewed George and Tanya uh, a few months back about Deadpool, um, I'm a fan of Deadpool. I, I really enjoyed Deadpool. I had a pro and I asked them, you know, can you talk me into getting a premium? And they basically were just like, you got to play one. And one of the things that they credited you to actually is uh, when you hit the left orbit on a premium or an LE, it whips around and there's an up down ramp that feeds the katana. And George actually said that was your idea. So I don't know if you take credit for that, but George is giving you credit for that. Um, Um, And (laughs) no, I don't remember that. Oh, well, I will tell you, I went to a local bar who had a premium. I hit that shot, which is unique to the premium. It's not on the pro. And um, that sold me. That sold me on on, on upgrading <laughs> to the premium. So in a roundabout way, Keith, thank you for upselling me on Deadpool Premium. That's ah, <laughs> what, what I'm saying. So, because I should be getting commissions. Yeah. Okay. Talk to George about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds, I remember sounds that, like game, that, that game was such a crunch. I remember when uh, that was a Whitewood in the lab. And George mm-hmm. is like, flip it. Tell me. Tell me. What, tell me what you think. Flip it. Tell me what you think. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it was amazing what he got done and the amount of time he had to do it. A hundred percent. And that is a game that just continues to go up and up in the, in the rankings as well. Um, which is awesome. And I know from a production standpoint, um, you guys can't make enough of them. So that's, that's, I'm really, I'm seeing that right now. Stern is just, you can't make enough Deadpools. You can't make enough Godzillas. Um, really can't make enough. Everything is what it runs, comes down to. So, um, that's gotta be pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, when I first started, it's like, well, let's see how many we sell on the first run. Now it's just like it doesn't matter because yeah. we can't make enough. So yeah. uh, a- anything we make now is sold out day one. It's already sold. Yeah, it's not a yeah. It's it's somebody's already claimed it, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so Godzilla, Godzilla. We'll dive in. I mean, to be honest, I I would we could easily do this with all four of your games. All four of your games have been amazing, but Godzilla is one that I know I've spent a bunch of time on Zach and Nicole at flipping out. Let me borrow one for a few months. And I had an absolute blast with it. I know there's a ton of people streaming it. Carl D'Angelo is streaming the heck out of it right now. He's blowing it up in ways probably you never expected. Um, but, uh, well, we could talk about that real quick. Carl, like, do you watch Carl's streams? Yeah, I, I watch the streams and then I adjust the rule set accordingly. Yeah, exactly. And I have to give you props. The fact that he has a call out when he signs in with Insider Connect, the fact that you've given him like a shout out with the Carl, 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 you know, if he resets, <laughs> I mean, brilliant. I think that's, that's, that I'm assuming that was your idea. Uh, was, actually, that was uh, uh, Mark Ritarelli's idea. Our, uh, our, uh, <clears throat> he's our uh, systems guy, but he worked heavily on the uh, Insider Connected. And he's, uh, our, our voice guy, 
I said, Hey, why don't you, uh, we'll give Carl a shout out. And not only did one, he did like a dozen. That's awesome. And and I was one of them. And Mark's like, you know, Carl's just constantly restarting games. (laughs) Uh, we should find out his user ID and then put him a special call out. So yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. That's really well done. Yeah. Really well done. So, um, I will tell you when I streamed that game, I was nowhere near (laughs) what Carl's doing, but, um, it's pretty cool to see so many different people take the game in so many different directions and yeah, we'll dive more into that, but let's, let's just go way back to the beginning. So first off, when it comes to like getting this theme, was this something that you had to like fight for or were you just given it like, Hey Keith, you're on Godzilla or was there like a, I don't know, a bunch of people internally that were all trying to get this theme? Um, as far as I remember, I was given this theme a long time ago. Um, I think it was right after Deadpool. George oh. was going to, to George was going to do it. Okay. But uh, he was overwhelmed and uh, he asked me if I wanted to do it. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, monsters and pinball kind of go together, especially with the cheese of Godzilla. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, uh, I jumped on that when given the chance, but it was still uh, still like two and a half years out. So uh, in my spare time, I, I kind of started uh, rewatching the movies and you know, kind of thinking of cool stuff for the game. And then Crunch Time came on Avengers, and I kind of abandoned it for a while, uh, focused on Avengers. And then uh, after Avengers release, and then it's back full steam on uh, Godzilla and. I kind of had a, a core layout done, but without any toys. And then okay. I just started going to town trying to figure out what toys to use. See, that that really surprises me. And the reason I say that is because this game is just like loaded with toys. And to me, I just assumed that was going to be kind of my next question. Like, where'd you start? I assumed you started with toys, but that's not the case at all. You You just... You're saying you completely had a layout, like shots. You knew what shots you wanted, and then you just kind of made toys fit around it? Uh, no, so what I do is um, I'll lay out – I'll make a layout, but I'll reserve space for toys. Okay. So in the Godzilla's case, I just had like four posts with a gigantic square rubber there. <laughs> okay. It's like, okay, something cool is going to go here. Okay. And then yeah. I did the same for the bottom right where the mecha shield is. You know, something cool is going to go here. Um. And then, you know, after I got the shots feeling the way I wanted, then I, I started focusing on, um, you know, what the toys are going to be. The only, the only toy that was there from like day one was the, uh, the Magna grab. Uh, that's only cause I had already tested it because yeah. it was originally going to be on Avengers. I remember you, I remember you said that somewhere. And so I know the Magna grab is an amazing mech. It's an amazing, amazing mech. Um, it works incredibly well. Um, and I know anytime my friends or family stepped up to the game and that it it causes the ball to do stuff you, you don't expect, you know, for a ball to be coming down and then whip back around and go back up. Like you just don't, I don't know. Magnets are incredible. I don't, (laughs) I don't know what else to say about that, but, um, yeah. So, so that was the one toy you were like, I'm using this. Yeah. So this is going here. And then you built everything else around it. Is what because it is. Uh, the way I try to use it in Avengers, there was a geometry flaw and it would, it would, I would have had to redesign the whole game. Okay. So I was like, you know, I'll just bump this back to the next game and actually design shots around the magnet, obviously because the ball kind of whips around there. Yeah. Um, so I had to design that in there from day one, but everything else was just kind of uh, fit, you know, fill in space here someday. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, just that's a later problem. Yeah. But we'll, I, I knew the things I wanted to have. I wanted to have a bridge and a building. Um, and then I wasn't sure about who the villain was going to be, either King Adora or Mecha Godzilla. Okay. Um, so I had to rewatch the movies and then I saw, was it ready player one? I think yeah. where they had Mecha Godzilla in it. I was yep. like, Okay, this, obviously this is more recognizable than uh, King Ghidorah. So that's when I said, okay, we're going to make some Mecha Godzilla based toy here. And uh, after watching you know, the original movies with the, the circular shield that comes up, I was like, all right, perfect. There's there's our toy. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, yeah, I just, there's, I'm just, I'm looking at a picture here of the play field and it, to me, like the building, the building mech, um, me and Travis and Tom on the triple dream podcast, we kind of geeked out about this for a while. And, and before you dethroned it, uh, medieval madness was the number one game. And, and I think there's a ton of love for the castle in, in medieval madness. And I know for a lot of novice players, it's a very obvious, like 
very clear cut thing to shoot for. It's a really cool mech. And to me, it's like, I feel like you, you took that and you expanded even further. You put this building on a play field that, that truly changes the shots. It interacts well. I mean, did you know from day one, you were going to do something crazy with a building or what, how did that kind of become what it became? Yeah. I wanted to do some crazy, um, multiple away diverter. Um, so that, that's how I, I, I went into it and I was like, well, I can have this vertical diverter that changes three different shots and it's going to go up and down and this can be the building, you know, you can smash the building and then the building lowers and it changes a shot. And that, that's kind of where I started. Yeah. Um, and then once we started prototyping, Harrison's like, you know, there's like an inch and a half of space left on the roof where it's the glass. So we barely have room for a ball lock. So I was like, Ooh, all right. And then nice. uh, we started messing with that and we, uh, we mocked up an uh, Aerosmith premium a vertical up kicker, <laughs> which is the tallest we've ever done. Okay. Um, we mocked it up with that and it's like, Oh yeah, this has no problem shooting the ball all the way up here. And that's how uh, the locking system was uh, got added to that. So then it became like a full functioning, uh, you know, diverter slash ball lock mechanism. Yeah. And then I also, <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned the meetable castle. Uh, I actually prefer attack from Mars cause I like bashing the center and getting a ball back right away. Okay. Uh, the medieval castle, it's really cool. It's animated, but I hate shooting it and waiting for the ball to dribble back out. Uh, so when I designed a building, I was like, you know, I'm going to put, I want to make, have this like a two stage, uh, skill set where, you know, if you shoot the ball into the blue pads, you get, you get a bash, you get a credit for it, but the little ball comes flying back at your flippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you snake it through the, the tiny shot between the blue pads, you're going to get, you know, credit for a bigger bash. Plus the ball will be set up on your upper flipper. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, and that shot, well, the other way, like if you happen to hit the shot directly to the left of the building, <laughs> it whizzes back at you. I'm glad now in the later code, you've like rewarded that because I know early on it was like, why is, why is this impossible shot on the play field? The one that I seem to keep hitting the most. <laughs> okay. There's yeah. actually a funny story behind yeah. that. Um, so originally in the Whitewood, the, uh, the magnet grab, the cylinder was a little bit bigger. Okay. And that shot was not possible. Okay. Uh, but we couldn't source that material in time. So we had to go with one with a slightly smaller diameter. And so when we, we put that in there, all of a sudden, like, you know, a couple of weeks before production, we realized, oh, now you can actually shoot this shot. Uh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> so we actually yeah. had to redesign part of the building. Uh, so the ball wouldn't get stuck back there when it's down. And, that's why they, when the game released, there was just, it didn't do anything because yeah. it was such a last second scramble change. That's, uh, I was like, yeah, we'll do something with this eventually. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Eventually. Yeah. But no, it's awesome. I mean, it's a really cool shot now because believe it or not, there have been times because it'll spot you a shot that it's like, you know what, to me, it's almost easier for me to try to aim for that right now. Um, it's probably terrible, like tournament strategy or whatever. It's a very dangerous shot, but I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm shooting for it. It's fun. It's a fun shot when you shoot it, but, um, it is no, fun, it, but yeah, it was never intended to be a shot until the very last second. So awesome. Well, just looking around the shots, I mean, this, this game, you know, we talk about in pinball, we talk about fan layouts and most of the time it's like, you know, you have your two flippers at the bottom and all the shots are just left to right. Nice, big open fan. But this is so far from that. I mean, you have shots like the tail whip shot. You're hitting an almost directly horizontal shot that then is coming down at you. I mean, like, is that a, I, was that an early on kind of thing or did you just think, well, I'm going to plunge it this way and, oh, maybe I can actually go back the other way and make that part of the game? No, that was uh, very early on, actually. Um, I played some um, classic, uh, I guess you would call them classic uh, Gottlieb Beatty B games. And they had some really weird, uh, unusual shots. Uh, and one of them was a Deadly Weapon where you can kind of shoot this shot from the bottom left flipper into that thing and it whips around kind of similar uh, to Godzilla, but except it feeds right into the end lane. Okay. So I was looking at that shot and I was like, that'd be a cool shot, but it'd be cooler if you can hit it from an upper flipper and it didn't go to the end lane because it was so fast. So I was like, okay, I'll just have it, you know, whip around here. So uh, we mocked that up uh, pretty early and I was like, oh, this, okay, this actually works. And then, uh, you know, you can combo the, the loop and in, into the reverse loop. I think I called it at the time. It's like, yeah, this opens up some cool combo um, uh, 
opportunities. So uh, that was that shot was in early and uh, never really changed, honestly, from the, the first concept. Nice. And and the fact that you have shots like the upper flipper, the fact that you have a shot that goes behind the upper flipper not in both directions, you know, to go, you know, under it to rip that spinner versus over it. I mean, it's um, this this game combos all over the place. And um, and you add in a spiral uh, wire form on the way. It just seems like, yeah, nothing's straight or linear. Everything's just whirling in and, in and out, which is really, really a lot of fun. That, that uh, left shot with the floating upper flipper, that was another thing I, w- I was wanting to do. Something that, you know, some old school games did. And then after playing Doodlebug, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> Not ha- having no lane guide to the flipper, this is cool. I want to yeah. do something similar. Obviously, I can't do that on the bottom. So uh, I chose the uh, upper flipper. And actually, the the uh, the um, Helix ball guide you're talking about, that George mm-hmm. She was like, saw my ramp, and he's like, "This is boring. Put a helix in it." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> come on, Keith. This is boring." Yeah. No. Well, after Avengers, he saw these my my wire ramps. Uh, you know, were just kind of straight, and he just, I don't care what it costs. We're we're putting a helix in this. So I was like, "Okay, dude, that's awesome." But, yeah, I I I mean, Avengers is an incredible game, and um, I I borrowed an Avengers for a while, and I loved playing it. The shots, everything felt great. The shots were great. My one negative, and I can't believe I'm, I'm saying something negative to you, Keith, but my one negative was, you know, friends and family that are not pinball players would step up to Avengers and they didn't, there was nothing on there that like screamed at them, you know, like do this thing. And, um, and so I'd, I'd have to talk them through it. And I think that's what some of these higher ranking games usually have some sort of mech that just yells at you. Like this looks fun. Try to do something with it. And, and that's, you know, I, I, I see every one of your games, it seems like you're just building on the one prior, you know, you're only getting better. And that's the one thing that I think you've just crushed in this game is there are so many areas of this game that if we completely remove the code, there's, you still want to shoot it. Like you still want to shoot the building. You still want to see how that left ramp works. You still want to figure out the right ramp, that upper loop, the tail whip shot, and then every one of your toys, the bridge, the building, the Mecha Godzilla. I mean, did you go in with like a different mentality in this game? Like I want to focus more on toys or I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, I mean, this game stands out so much in that way. Yeah. So unfortunately Avengers was a victim of both, uh, kind of a short, uh, <clears throat> short, I think it was, I think I had a 10 month window to do okay. Avengers. Wow. Yeah. So, it, and coupled with that, that's when a uh, COVID hit and we were shut down for a couple months. Um, so Avengers unfortunately took the brunt of that as far as like, you know, any kind of cool mechanical devices. So uh, Harrison and I were uh, against the gun, my uh, engineer to kind of just reimagine existing mechs. So that's why we, uh, we kind of took the, the Batman spinning disc and kind of modified it to use just one post. And then, uh, we, you know, obviously we had modified to go up and down on the, the premium and then the, with the flight 2000 lock, um, yep. I wanted a subway. Um, so we kind of did an upgraded version of that. So yeah, we didn't have time to like really imagine anything from scratch in that game, but, um, it's, it's funny cause I actually think that's my best shooting game. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I think that was part of the, I didn't have time to second guess anything. I had to get it right the first time. So I really didn't take any, uh, monumental risks, um, Obviously, the uh, the blocking tower, the magnetic tower, was like the one, you know, thing from my yeah. imagination that ended up in the game. Um, and and that, actually, I think it's pretty cool. Shot, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that, that is that, a very fun shot. Yeah, yeah. That, I actually, we were surprised how well that worked. He's like. Hey, look, you can catch a ball. Why don't you shoot another ball yeah. up there? Let's see. Hey, when, it catches two balls. Yeah. When you're playing Soul Gym and you're, you know, you're limited on the number of flips and you're down to like one or two and you sink that shot to finish it, it is, that is an incredibly satisfying shot. Um, that entire mode, the Soul Gym mode where you're limited on flips, there there were times that like my brother or brother-in-law would come over and they're, they're not the best players, but I would get them to that mode. I would play and then I'd step off and be like, hey, now you play, try this out. Because um, that that was really cool for sure. Yeah, you know, I was just you know, I took a step back and it's like, what is something um, that is like totally unique to so an expert player? They don't care about flipping; they'll just like use waist flips, getting the ball under control. So that got me thinking. Uh, and I know Carl did something similar um, at a uh, pinball at the lake tournament. I think he had a modified creature, 
where you can only flip so many times. Oh wow! And I kind of I kind of had forgotten about that. And then uh, when I was thinking of, it, uh, of this, I was like, oh, so I, I think I went and looked for footage of it, and I was like, yeah, that's actually kind of cool. So if we take this and actually make it like just a mode, a single mode of a game, this could be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we we. Uh, <laughs> Rick looked at me like I'm crazy. What you yeah. want the mode to end? Yeah. He ran out of flips. What? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was like, "Yeah, okay." So we tried it. And you're like, "Okay, this is pretty cool." But then, you know, Raymond's like, "Oh, this is way too easy." <laughs> of course, yeah. He's like, "Well, yeah, this mode yeah. isn't for us, Raymond." And then yeah. uh, I was watching, uh, <clears throat> I was watching Bowen give a tutorial, and he was just intentionally wasting flips because uh, it was so easy, and it just pissed me off to the point. He's like, "All right, you know what?" I think we need to add one more tier to this Yeah. Uh, at a hard mode. So if you hold the action button, it's like, all right, go ahead. Waste flips now, Bowen. So I, that, <laughs> you know, you yourself are a pretty decent, <laughs> pretty decent pinball player. So it's like you have people at Stern, you know, you and Timmy and Ray Day and Zach, I mean like some really high end players and you guys are, you know, play testing your games. You're, you're, you know, I don't know, like your skill level is so high. How is it a challenge for you to like design games for all different tiers of player, you know, um, for every, yeah. Like the homeowners that want to just slowly chip away at a game for years and years and years. And then other people like Carl that blow it up with every single code update you give them. Um, and then you have other people that barely scratch the surface of the game, but still want to be entertained by, you know, some of the novelty items or the simple things in the game. Like, is that, do you find that challenging? Yeah, it's very challenging. Um, so for Godzilla, I kind of went back to my uh, maiden approach where it's like, okay, you got all these things available. They're all pretty close to the start button. Choose your path, you know, but once you get, you know, halfway through the game, then you're gonna have to start, you know, making some important decisions and collecting things you need to collect. So that's the approach I took for uh, Godzilla. Um, nothing, nothing is really locked up right away there's, there's so many different modes available in battles and then even unlocking the tier two uh, a tier two battle isn't that hard uh so my goal is just like you know an average player can get there yeah um yeah so godzilla definitely i, I kind of put a lot of stuff towards the start button and then that's kind of what we're released with some members have seen people wow there's really not much strategy in this game it's like well yeah because yeah you know, just wait yeah gotta get the game out the door with something and then yeah. we'll, we'll start adding some uh, stuff carl will, will uh, sink his teeth into later so um i think i did that with the annihilation bonuses and the yes the, the city perk stuff so oh yeah uh, yeah and now yeah now the next update should have the power-ups which will further confound carl <laughs> perfect yeah that's something that um i think is awesome because it gives people like you know like zach Mini. he he he's all about just moments like he just wants to progress through a game and there are times that that's how i focus so it's there's a lot of content here you can you know there's a lot of different battles there's a lot of different stuff to do and see and experience and if that's your focus to kind of work your way through the game just to get through it then that's fine but for the you know the top tier players like Carl, like Raymond, they the fact that they they want to go to every city and do as much as they can in that city before they move to the city because then it gives them crazy bonus. I mean, it's um, yeah, you've given a lot. I think you've you've given a lot to all the different skill levels, which is awesome. I mean, I can't I can't thank you enough for that because it, it makes a more versatile game that that really fits every audience. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I definitely learned a lesson with uh, Avengers where I was like, yeah, hey, these uh each one of these gems does something, you know, unique and it changes the game. Uh, but I always, I always intended that to be for players like Carl and, you know, yeah. Escher. And it's like, you know, the average player doesn't really need to know what they do. They just need to collect them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I get all this feedback. I don't know what this gem did. Where do I put it? I'm confused. Yeah. I don't want to play this. So it's just like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, yeah. I think you're overstating how important they are because they're just basically perks. They don't really like affect your journey from the beginning to end of the game. So um, I, I took a lesson with that and it's just like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'll bury this stuff even further in the game. So it, it's not going to be something that, you know, Joe Blow at the bar press the start and it's like, well, yeah. what do I do with this? It's, it's going to be annoyed. Yeah. What do I pick? Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. And I hate games that have a bunch of choices too. So yeah, that's another thing I try to avoid is like choose your character and, you know, such and such for whatever perk. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, well, you know, the perks are in the game, but you can choose, you know, you can choose them anytime. And, um, you know, it's just it, the whole, the whole game's open up to you. Yeah, for sure. 
No, absolutely. Um, well, let's just kind of look our, you know, work our way around the play field here. Um, first off, I think you do an exceptional job giving, like, you have fun shots all, like, as close as you possibly can to the in lanes and out lanes. So, like, the Mazer Cannon, that Mazer Cannon, there are so many times that I had to hit that shot, and it just, it's so far up that, um, yeah, it's like, come on, just hit the freaking shot. And um, I don't know, is that, I mean, I'm assuming you've figured all that out. Like how, how far can I push it? How low on these, on these play fields can I go with these shots? No, I mean, that's just a stand-up target. So I wasn't too worried about that. Yeah. Um, uh, I was worried about the shot above it because it, it's kind of narrow. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is going to be a tough shot. It's not, I don't think it's quite as hard as um, revive on maiden, but it's, it's close. Um, you've made it, uh, an, uh, it's a frustrating shot, but when you hit it, the fact that you gave us a spinner to rip is immediately makes it worth it because <laughs> hearing that sound, it's such a, 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 a sound. And then on top of that, there are times when you hit that, that left spinner that the magna grab then grabs the shot, which makes it even more satisfying. So it's, um, those are both very important shots, but, um, they're they're both fun i mean they're both fun shots you've you've added good light shows to them but um speaking of spinners i mean i know we're going to work our way around here you gave us three i mean why not five or four like <laughs> just keep them coming put a spinner on everything we can't get enough we can't get enough spinners so i i thank you though that you put three on the game for sure i, I love spinners obviously um the funny thing is actually they serve a purpose so the reason um the one on the left is a normal size spinner and the other two are wide is because the two wide ones were actually meant to slow the ball down a little bit. Whereas the one on the left, it didn't matter. Oh. Uh, if you want to rip that one, you can rip it because it's going to hit that magnet anyway. So, yep. yeah. So, uh, I wanted the, the big heavy spinners in the middle and the, the mecha to, you know, just to slow the ball down. Plus those are, I think they're more fun to rip once you get those big heavy ones going. Yeah. Yeah. Every, oh man, it's ripping spinner. Now, I mean, are you a fan of opto spinners? I mean, is that, is that the next goal? Or cause I mean, those just spin for days on rush here that I'm borrowing. I mean, that thing <laughs> just spins and spins all day. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, the problem with the opto spinners are I can afford three regular spinners for the cost of one opto spinners. So. Okay. Well, in that case, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, thank you. For, I would rather take the three regular spinners over the opto. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. There are people, you know, that have made comments about the bomb. Like when this game came out, they're like, well, clearly Stern got smart and gave Keith more of a bomb. And and what I will tell you is I think you just put the entire bomb on the top of the play field. Like everything is there. Everything's visible. When you lift the play field up, you don't see nearly the amount of mechs that you were used to seeing on other. I mean, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just think. I think personally, and maybe maybe Stern did give you more of a bomb, but I just think you were you use the money in, in very lucrative places. Like, like you're saying, instead of an opto spinner, you did three spinners. Um, like, you know, maybe in the middle of the, the, the play field where the Godzilla art is, instead of having a ton of led inserts, you know, you save that money a little bit and put it towards another mech. I mean, it's, I just, whatever you did with your money management, I feel like you did it the right way. So congrats on that. Oh, thanks. A lot of that's for the, the engineer Harrison, uh, designs a lot of these, Hey, I can, cut $5 out of this by using this type of hardware or whatever. And, um, it's, it's, that's more of the engineer's job to get the cost down where, okay. you know, for me, I'm just like, Hey, I want this here and that there. And he'll uh, either tell me I'm dreaming or he's, he'll, <laughs> he'll, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I might need to redesign, you know, uh, you know, cause it's just like anything else. He does multiple, you know, iterations of something yeah. like when the building was originally, you know, tons and tons of standoffs and hardware inside of it. And it was really heavy. He was like, well, we need to cut some of this out of here. So, you know, it just takes numerous, uh, numerous goes and tries until we figure out a nice, uh, balance between quality and, uh, reliability and cost. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats on that. I mean, I just know like the, the buildings on the backdrop of the game, the fact that those are 3d molded buildings. I mean, that, that to me, is like, holy cow. Like they didn't, they didn't spare any expense. Like this is, they give us everything on this, even, <laughs> even on the pro. Um, we're so used to either just a, a sticker back there or a, or a stand up, you know, like a plastic. I mean, was that your idea? Was that something like, Hey, let's really make this even more dynamic back here. I originally had a bunch of the flat plastics uh, bracketed together. And um, uh, when the powers that be saw that and they're like, that looks like a pain in the ass to put together. Let's just use molded <laughs> buildings. So it works for me. Nice. So more expense, but yet less labor. That's, 
Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Plus, it, like it looks way, way better. Yeah. It looks great. It, it really adds so much more. It, it makes it so dynamic back there. Yeah. Um, all right. So, working our way around, we've already, t- so left spinner, ripping that. We talked about the left flipper. I mean, that that's fantastic. Adds a ton to the game. The left ramp, the left ramp, when I, the WAMP, by the way, hit the WAMPs. <laughs> I know you're reading that all over the place. Um, I love it. I personally find hit the WAMPs hilarious. But <laughs> the, um, the left ramp, you really have to hit that clean. I mean, it's it is back there, and you cannot rattle that shot. But when you hit it, it feels it feels good. Like a, it's just a simple ramp. But I, I don't know. Was there anything? Was that? Um, was there anything different originally for that? Or you just always had that kind of envision of this way back left vertical, you know, turnaround ramp. I mean, that's literally the only place we can put a left ramp and have it feed through the building. So. It was by necessity. It works. And it's, um, it is cool when you, when you combo those shots left and right, left and right. I mean, um, they, they they travel so far. That's the other thing. The fact that the return, you know, goes one way and then whips back around and comes back around to the other, to the other flipper. Um, yeah, there's, I, I didn't mind if that shot failed, okay. uh, you know, if it rattled or didn't make it all the way up. Cause then it, it just, it sets up your upper flipper. It sets so. up the upper flipper. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it off that that you know it has to be a perfect shot to make it because if not, okay, well you still have an upper flipper set up shot. Yeah, that is one thing I like about turtles: the fact that Borg. There are parts in the game that it understands. Hey, you're probably going to want to hit an upper loop or an upper ramp right now, so it throws that diverter up to like stop the ball from being in orbit and then feeds the upper flipper. Um, I have found there's certain other games where the upper flipper is really important and there's very few shots that feed it. So yeah, I applaud Mr. you Castle. on that. Actually, yeah, yeah. What else we got? The Magna Grab. So the Magna Grab, you said you originally designed that for Avengers, so you actually have some good, you know, R and D time spent on that. Um, it it's so functional. I mean, there's there's actually a captive ball behind that, correct? I mean, it's not just the yeah, post. but it, it's it's strictly used uh, to trigger a switch. Yep. Um, <clears throat> because uh, obviously there's this big, huge round magnet underneath the playfield, so we had to put the the stand up target, you know like three inches past where the mechanism that grabs it's at. So it made sense to make that just a captive ball. Um, I know I saw some people complain, well, you can't see it. It was like, well, it was never yeah, really intended yeah. to be a visible captive ball. It was just basically using it to know that it's been hit. So, uh, so where did that, I mean, you've credited a lot of other games for some of these ideas, but where did that, the captive ball magnet, where did that come from? Uh, that came from my imagination. I reckon I, I can't think of anything that came from nice. Um, and I'm always sitting around thinking of stupid crap. So th- I think that was one of them. Hey, it'd be cool to uh, have a magnetic Newton ball. Yeah. And yeah. I, it, like I say, we kind of mess around with that on Avengers. But the problem was it, it kept leaving residual magnetism on the uh, balls and it would get stuck on there. And it's like, it's like Harrison's like, yeah, we don't have time to do this. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to put a, a cap on here so it doesn't uh, magnetically trap the ball. No, it, um, uh, when in doubt, magnets are magical. So more, the more magnets, the, be- the better. And then, um, yeah, I think I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you or give you design philosophy. But when in doubt, more magnets, more spinners. That's all well, I gotta say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta say, and also, magnets aren't cheap. They're they're very expensive. And oh, okay. If you're just gonna hide it under the play field and have it whip the ball around, I, I think ah. there's just, I think there's more we can do with them. So that's a good point. Um, and- uh, Stranger Things is a great example. It's like here's a magnet that does a really cool little trick for you. You know, I I think, um, you know, I think we, we need to uh, think outside the box a little more when it comes to magnets. Hey, I'm all for it. I I will uh, support you in that endeavor. So (laughs) (laughs) keep it, keep it up. Um, Then we talked about the, you know, the little left shot to the left of the building. Apparently that was never planned, but um, it's become a fun shot and it's, there's some risk reward there. So nice job there building. I mean, the building itself is incredible. I really loved during the stream when you streamed it originally, you actually broke it apart. And once I saw that, that there were, you know, different, the, the fact that it diverts the ball in a different way, depending on where it's at or it loads the the shot up top. I mean, um, what an incredible mech. I mean, I, I don't really think anybody's complained about that. Um, I don't know. You should be proud of that. <laughs> if you're not, you should. That, that mech it, is incredible. I actually went to the, the uh, art store and bought a bunch of foam core and, and mocked that up um, with business cards, foam core, glue. Um, I kind of made this like little crossing uh intersection there we call the x yeah just make sure the ball can feed through there um and after uh building that and 
you know, it's like, okay, this actually works. Let's, uh, let's build a prototype. And yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been solid. I mean, I haven't seen any complaints of reliability or, or anything yeah. to that mech. So, yeah, it's a big mech. It's heavy and it moves, it moves a lot. So, um, there's, I haven't, I'm, I'm with you. I haven't read anything on pin side of it being, you know, anything about it not being, I don't know, stable or supportive. Now I, I do know there's some people ask. So when the balls are, are locked on top and then when it comes down, where are those balls supposed to go? Um, so if you hold up the left flipper, it should hit the tip of the left flipper. Okay. All right. Because I know uh, there's some people making mods that kind of divert it in a different way. And I think I read somewhere that the goal was to try to get them out of the way as soon as possible or so. I mean, I don't. Well, so when the building's down, it leaves the ramp uh, exits exposed. Okay. So if you were to one time it from a building drop up a ramp, it's going to launch somewhere on the play field ah. uh, or it can land back on top of the building. So, uh, that was why I kind of moved the feed to as close as the tip of the flippers you can get. So you can't one time shoot it up a ramp. Nice. Uh, okay. I mean, if people want to modify it to dump forever, that's fine. But, uh, keep in mind, <laughs> it is possible to shoot a ball up the ramp and have it get stuck somewhere. Good point. Good point. So fantastic job with that mech. Um, directly to the right of that is a big old fat spinner right there in the middle of the play field, and that sets up so many so many different shots. Um, it's just a fun shot. I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what to say about it. It's nothing fancy. It's just a, a nice, you know, kind of looping it's, spinner yeah, rip right up the middle. It's got a little uh, serpentine action to it. Yeah, to slow the ball down. But yeah, that was that was the only a uh, the tough part of, the, of engineering that shot. It was like, if I can't make a direct shot, cause it's going to fly past the upper flipper too fast. So, uh-huh. uh, we designed it to lose a lot of energy, both between the, the big fat spinner and serpentining through the ball guides. Uh, yeah. so, uh, there's a whole lot of energy left by the time it gets to the flipper and you have time to react. You're not just designing a shot. You're actually like the speed of the ball is just as, a, as crucial as the placement of the shot. That's, that's pretty, that's correct. That's that's uh some next next level thinking there, Keith. So I mean, uh, well well done. Thanks. <laughs> um, so then you got the right ramp. The right ramp is another fun ramp, um, and you got you have to hit it from the left flipper. You, it, that one's a little more forgiving than the left ramp, but I will say, I mean, it, it does whip around really quick, goes through the building, and then it hits that bridge mech. I mean, that bridge mech is is another fun toy. Watching that thing kind of tremble during different times, or um, I mean, you said you always wanted a bridge mech. I mean, was there anything? It, multiple iterations or troubleshooting that you did with with that whole setup no no um basically it was based on some toy that came in this godzilla pack george gave me of this little purple bridge that it kind of comes <laughs> apart in the middle so I'm, I'm sitting there looking at it and i was like hey this would be kind of cool if yeah. uh normally this the ball travels across it no problem but every once in a while poof, the thing breaks and drops the ball uh puts it in harm's path uh, so that's what I was going for. And yeah, that, that worked, uh, it's worked flawless. Yeah. It's another great mech. Yeah, for sure. And then you, you have your, your typical upper loop. I mean, another upper loop that just feels fun to hit. It's repeatable. I will tell you, um, the animation that you've added when you hit that, the, the spinning guy, right. The guy that spins around <laughs> my, my daughter, she's almost four. Um, so when, when I had Godzilla, first off, every time we played Godzilla, she was always like, why are the buildings on fire? You know, why? <laughs> and then she's like, she couldn't understand is Godzilla, the good guy or the bad guy? You know, I was trying to explain this, but she would stand on a chair in front of me while I'd play. And the first time she saw that guy spin around, she just she decided to spin around and so that just became a thing if if she saw the guy spin around she would spin around and it was like that became the most entertaining part of godzilla to her was ripping that upper shot and and trying to get in and i love that you track how many times you've done it the game how many consistent times you've done it i mean it's it's just an upper loop it shouldn't be as fun as it is but you've made that i mean with the animation and everything made that really enjoyable (laughs) i cannot believe i came across that animation yeah yeah i was like there's "Hmm, i need an animation for this repeating loop shot and so i was just drudging through the hundreds of hours of footage we have and i then there's jet jaguar spinning in circles i was like oh my god this is perfect perfect yeah (laughs) he's he's even spinning in the correct direction yeah i i've i have to applaud you the the amount of character i mean you 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 embrace the campiness of godzilla to to the to the nth degree i mean you made this a very fun enjoyable funny game and and i think the, the animations that you pulled from it um i mean like the extra ball animation of, you know, like Godzilla, like dancing, um, 
there's there's a lot or the the when you drain and you shoot again animation i mean there's so much fun in that game um so well that was more time well spent watching hundreds and hundreds of hours apparently finding these animations yeah also i underlined uh extracted all the clips and edited them down so that was wow probably i spent more time doing that than actually designing the game well i want well, thank you <laughs> thank you for doing it because <laughs> I, I mean it's it's one more thing like uh you know avengers avengers still a fantastic game but the animation the lcd was something that i think people feel you know left a little bit to to be desired but like this game it's it's hilarious like there are so many things that i would point to people and be like hey watch this and i'd hit a shot just so they'd see the animation and then that your 3d animators did such a great job of seamlessly weaving in actual things that they created with tv clips i i the the animation and display in this game is is incredibly well done it's it's yeah yeah that that was tricky for me because I was like, hey, we got all this footage. I don't want to use too much of the animator's time. But then there were just some things we did not have because we didn't have a- access to all the movies. Like, And um, some of the the footage is so uh, grainy and bad from yeah. the, the black and white movies. Uh, it's like uh, the train and the bridge, both of those, those, the footage was just not up to par for what we needed. So uh, uh, deny our early um, software um the 3d animator on this project was uh oh yeah i can do that no problem i can do that and he made a hetera uh from a 3d model which wow you, know, you can you probably can't even tell you're not watching the movie because he did such a good job with that yeah um that just here's my my whatever i thought of just a random thing but the mothra call out when you get the ball save is it's probably my favorite call out in like all <laughs> pinball. There's something about that when you're, you know, when you're doing a multi-ball or something and things are going nuts. And when I play games, I have a, I put a head photo adapter on every one of my games just cause I want to hear everything. And, um, when you hear that Mothra, Mothra, like it's, it's such a good, like, it just makes you feel good. Um, it's a, it's, it's like, thank you, you know, thank you Mothra for, for bringing that ball back. So once again, if that was your idea, thank you. Thank you for putting that in the game. No, that was a hundred percent Jerry Thompson. Um, nice. So we actually didn't have the rights to that call out. Okay. Um, so he he worked with some girls to you know, just deadpan nail that the, wow. the the song the song lyric and uh, uh, he put that in. I was like, wow, this this is amazing. Oh it's, man, it sounds just like them, but the quality was a hundred times better than what was in the movie anyway. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's all Jerry. Now I have to say I'm pretty certain that the stand up tar- or the the insert on the playfield says uh, save out lanes, plural. Yes, and Mothra only works on the left out lane. That that burned me. It that actually says me. light out lanes. Light out lanes. There you go. Yeah, we still got another out lane, you know. The the right out lane, right? Yeah, yeah, but I, but it doesn't give you the return. If you drain on the right outline. Well, right lane doesn't do anything because it's not coded. Oh, okay. All right. So wait and see kind of situation. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. All right. Because I, I remember early on, I was like, sweet. And then I drain out the right outline. I was like, what is going on? Why did, what, where is, <laughs> what do you mean light outlanes? My, where's my outlane? Yeah. But man, that left outlane though, Mothra. So at the time of recording, we're recording this on March 3rd, 2022. And uh, you're at what? 0.91 code? Yes. Yeah. So... We've got we've got only more goodies to come, which is exciting. Um, so still working our way around the play field. We have the tail whip shot. We already kind of discussed that. Fantastic shot. Hard to hit, but you know, it is quite enjoyable when you hit it. Actually when uh, the shield's open, at least on mine, you can shoot the center spinner and just hold the flipper up and it goes right through there. So my entire experience was on the pro. I have I've only played ah. the premium a few times and the pro was a, was a more challenging shot but what I what I do have to give you credit for because on the pro when you're trying to hit the mecha godzilla targets there's two or three of those targets that are nowhere they're not even pointing two of them there's two <laughs> targets that are not even pointed towards a, towards your lower flippers and so early on I was like how in the world am I supposed to hit that target and I got to give cre- uh, credit to Travis Murray Travis is like here's what you do you hit the middle spinner you hold up your left flipper you let it just bounce off the left flipper and kind of give it a little nudge up and it flaw every time every single time (laughs) hits that hits that side target and i was like he had to have done that on purpose so i mean if you you can lie to me right now and tell me you didn't but did you design it that way because it works perfectly when you Uh, do it i was hoping it would obviously i can't 100 percent and 100 percent of the machines but uh yeah that was my intent yes well Uh, well i I made one one shot it was really hard to 
pull that mech out and put targets in a similar um, kind of an array. Yeah. Um, that that area was this was a little tricky, but um, ended up being a little tighter, but probably a little smoother. So it it, it were at least on a pro. I mean, it, early on, I was like, well, that's not fair. You know, like the premium, it, it turns and it's faced. I mean, it's, it it points it right yeah. at you. But then on the pro, once I learned that, so anybody listening, if you have a pro and you've been pissed off of that target. Just hit the center, hit the center yeah. spinner, hold your left flipper up, give it a little nudge, boom, it'll hit it every time. Yeah, it's actually less of a sucker shot on the pro. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And then you got the right spinner. Once again, can't think you enough. More spinners, the better. Uh, that's always a good time. And on, on the premium, the fact you got that little jump ramp to hit Mechagodzilla right in the tummy. I mean, come on. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a great shot. Um, and the magnet holds it, so another f- great. I mean, that's something like the magnet holding it. Like if you're going to cut a mat, you could cut that, but it adds, it, 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 cre- it makes that moment. Cause then it holds, it stops the ball and everything. I mean, was there always plans to put a magnet in him or what was, yeah, yeah. Get added? yeah, yeah, that was, that was always there. Cause like, okay, you can bash him. Cool. But you know, yeah. we want, we have all this movie footage we want to show and, uh, yeah, obviously when you're playing a pro that the whole intro starts going on before you can even see what's going on. So at yeah. least the premium in LA you know, he'll sit there and hold the ball and give you a show, a little moment. He nice. actually hold it on for quite a while while it's kicking other balls out to give you a little bit of a, a breather. Yeah, so. it's that's a very cool mech. I mean, on, on the on the pro, you don't get that. It just kind of loops back around, but it's still a fun shot. I mean, when you're giving me that that satisfaction with ripping a spinner, so that's always enjoyable. Um, <laughs> and then and then probably I know probably your favorite thing on this playfield, which is that that scoop. I know you love scoops, Keith. I know <laughs> in your world, the more scoops on a playfield, the better. Am I right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. No, I think you have said very clearly before you hate scoops. <laughs> it's, and apparently it slows the ball down too much. Is that the logic behind your your hatred of a scoop? I just don't think they're fun to shoot. No, okay. They're not. Um, but, you know, obviously they serve a purpose. And in this case, I needed a scoop. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, you take the good with the bad. And since it's so far off to the side, it's not like it's going to be a satisfying shot anyway. So it's, it's a perfect spot for it. It. It becomes what I found is some of the most frustrating shots become the most satisfying shots. And I know, I know, so I don't know why. Like, one shot I always think about is with World Cup soccer, the freaking scoop to start yeah. multi ball. It's right there. It should be easy, but for whatever reason, it isn't. And so when you finally hit it, you, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. I know um, why. It's because it's angled weird. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think that's actually the beauty <laughs> yeah. of that scoop. It's the same with Tales from the Crypt. It's got that yeah. scoop that's angled at a very weird angle and it makes it hard to hit. And you're just like, ah, this is more frustrating than fun. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's yeah. the same with the World Cup soccer. It's like, why can't I hit this? Yeah. It's right there. It's right there staring. But this was one of them, you know, when I first got this game, yeah, it's like the scoop. It's like, God, I have to hit the scoop to do this. Like, I can't progress in the game until I hit this scoop. But once you, once you dial that, in. I mean, Metallica has a similar thing. Guardians of the Galaxy, like once you find that scoop, it's it's finally like I need to hit it. Here we go. Here you go, and you miss. And then in your case, you're evil, and you just put a pop bumper right next to it to to throw the ball out of, out of control. But once you finally do hit that scoop, you you finally get to take that breath. Like, oh, okay, thank you. Like, yep, let me <laughs> yep. let me get my ally. So uh, that was was that a late addition, or is that always? I mean, when was that added onto your playfield? The scoop? Yeah. It wasn't that late. I, I originally had two pop bumpers in my first drawing, but... Um, where was the other one? Where the scoop is. And the oh, other, just two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the other pop bumper was positioned slightly different. And okay. it, was, it was just... There was no action there. It was kind of boring. I was like, I need a scoop anyway. I think I'd rather just yank this pop and put a scoop there. Nice. Well, great call because that by doing that, it, it made the single pop bumper like more... I don't know. Like it, it, it makes it feel unique. It, 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 I think it's awesome with it being a UFO, but it's just, there's something about having a single pop bumper that almost makes it more enjoyable than if you put a cluster cluster of pop bumpers and you've, you've coded that really well into the game too, you know, making that some of the battle, like finish shots or different times where you have to hit it for saucer attack. So, um, <laughs> credit uh, ready, aim fire for that. Um, I remember playing that, that game at Papa and, there were times where you have to hit a lit pop bumper uh-huh. and I'm sitting there thinking, this is the stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> heard of. And yeah. then I'd do it. It was like, okay, actually that's kind of fun. Yeah. I want to do that someday. It's so, uh, I've, this is perfect because it's so far off to the side. Um, the flipper's not too powerful. It's not going to hurt it. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to make 
people shoot it. And I knew it was successful when I tuned in to watch Carl actually draining, trying to shoot a pop bumper. And I was like, okay, nice. I knew the risk reward is there. Yeah. And I got, and- I got dangled that carrot of an extra ball. Absolutely. And you added, um, you added additional code where if you shats the right in lane <laughs> and it goes up and hits the pop, that's pretty cool. That's a, that's, that's not funny. That was shot. actually never intended, uh, on the first whitewood. It wasn't until the second whitewood. I, I mm-hmm. noticed that and I was like, Oh, you can actually chats this. All right. Yeah. That's I'll, a good time. I mean, put some Easter eggs in there for that. Well, speaking of Easter eggs, your your mystery shots. There's ten mystery combos that you've just hidden in this game, and and I will tell you, as somebody who has streamed it and even watching Carl stream it, all of a sudden you hear that sound, and it is a really good sound. Jerry picked a great sound for that to like bring it to your attention, like, hey, you just did something. These mystery combos. Um, and then you immediately question, like, what did I just do? What what combo did I hit? <laughs> yeah. And we've come to find out some of these combos are are nuts. Like they're kind of a fluke. Like what? What yeah. just happened? Kind of thing. And I don't think all ten have been found yet, which is pretty amazing. Nice. Yeah. It they're they're meant to be stupid. Uh, that's why they're not <laughs> worth very many points. It wasn't until mm. like the last four. Uh, Dean Grover actually, I had him work on those. It wasn't until the last four. I was like, okay, uh, if we're going to unlock Heteret 2, then we'll, we'll we'll put some in that you can actually can shoot. Nice. Uh, so, uh, like, I know one of them is shoot the center spinner uh, and then shoot the pop bumper, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Okay, you can do this. You can, yeah. uh, I think one of them is bank off the, the shield into the building. Uh, you can do that. Uh, but some of them are ridiculous, like the slingshot hitting the ball backwards through the mecha lane, through the skill <laughs> shot lane. It's yep. like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's where you have the people that are doing with Insider Connect, the achievement hunting, are like, that's the only one I don't have is the 10. It's like, well, good luck, man. The most I've gotten you. is nine. You're right. I, I I don't know what the 10th one is. I'd have to look at my yeah. cheat sheet. Yeah, well. I'll, if, I'll publish it eventually. Yeah, Carl has a cheat sheet going, and he, uh, yeah, I think it's Does he hilarious. have all 10? I don't think he has all 10. Uh, okay. He may, he may not yet. But um, but yeah, I would say, I mean, that's that's going around the play field. I mean, just all there's great shots all around. Um, now I do know one of the questions I'd ask George and Tanya on Deadpool, which which people now quote all the time, are like, "Do you have any suggested tweaks or fixes to this game? Do you have a suggested play field angle for this game?" And then lastly, flipper position. When you're setting up the flippers, do you have like they want to hear it out of the designer's mouth, right? You know what what do you suggest for this game? It is so ironic. I don't know where this wives' tale came that I went on some mountain proclaimed Jurassic Park needs to be <laughs> played at this degree. Yeah. I have yeah. never, ever, ever uh, suggested a, a plane angle for anyone. Uh, that's why I think it's hilarious. Where people yeah. keep saying, "Is he going to chime in? What angle to put us yeah. in?" Like he did Jurassic <laughs> Park. It was like I yeah. never did that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, to be honest, our whitewood games don't even have the little bubbles on them. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I don't even know what angle. I'm playing at, and I'll say this as also as an operator for a long time. It's just like you, when you get to a location, you know, set it up to where you think it plays best. And okay. uh, this is one of those, one of those things where it's like, if it's uh, too many outlane drains for you, you probably need to make it steeper. If it's, you know, if it's way too fast, you're having a hard time making the ramps and, you know, lower the rake a little bit, but hey, that's, I, I, yeah. you know, these stupid apps, which I don't think work half the time anyway. <laughs> yeah. And I see people complain the building drains straight down the middle, but my, my 99 cent app says it's level. It's probably not. Um, this game is very, very uh, touchy for the rear leg leveling, unlike most games. Um, so that's why I said, get yourself a good uh, digital level, put it okay. at the top where the building is and then level, level that. So side to side is way more critical in your world than the than the front to back. On Godzilla, like it's definitely care. the yeah. most sensitive because of the, the magna drop stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. No, that's I'm I'm fine with that answer. I mean, I think the fact that you know, I just think there are certain games out there that it's like if you just if you can get it right here to this one particular, that's when all the shots start to work. And uh, no, it seems like you've designed a game that that will work with pretty much any angle you throw at it. So as long as it's good side to side, that's. That's fine with me. Um, and an- another wife's tale, I think you just brought it up, is that the flipper uh, angle, um, they are not supposed to be even with the inlanes. There's only one designer yeah. who did that. That was Steve. Uh, no other designer does that. So it cracks me up when uh, people say, well, they're flopped. They're, they're not where they're supposed to be. And it's like, take a look at George's, myself, yeah. Brian, John's games. None of them align with the inlane. Yep. Um, <clears throat> mine tend to be a little bit more flops. And... Uh, 
And it's funny because when George was doing Deadpool, we were experimenting. We just we just kept flopping and flopping, you know, getting the flippers <laughs> lower just to make yeah. that that side that side ramp even easier. Yeah. And um, so yeah, Godzilla's are uh, slightly flopped for two reasons. Uh, one is obviously to make the the shots to the sides uh, more accessible with more power, but also to reduce power going to the building. Ah, okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, the building's pretty sturdy, as you know, but. Um, we like to keep it that way and not just completely destroy it with uh, power shots up the middle. Um, so that's the reason the flippers are angled where they are. Yeah. And, and George basically said the way that he looks at flipper angle is instead of trying to put a straight edge, you know, at the, at the top of the, the in lane and try to keep the top of your flipper all perfectly in sync, he's saying, no, take a straight edge. You have the two screws that hold the actual in lanes down you put the ruler dead center of those two screw, screws and you want the ruler to then end up dead center of the point of the flipper. And and once yes. he explained it that way, I was like, oh, that makes way more sense. Okay. And and if you if you line your, your flippers up that way, instead of focusing on like the hole in the play field, uh, it's it's actually, I think, way easier to line line the flippers up. So it sounds like you uh you support that <laughs> that those technique. holes are so incredibly hard to get right, uh, because there's not a template. Um, ah. basically what I do is, um, so I get a whitewood, there's no markings on it whatsoever. I, I, um, align the flippers. Okay. The game plays best like this. Okay. Now how do I translate this into CAD, which is not that easy. Cause so basically I, um, just get a Sharpie, put a little dot roughly where the, the center of the flipper tip is. And then I have to take all kinds of excruciating measurements to figure out huh. exactly where that is. Wow. Yeah. So where to put, the, put the dot in the CAD and, um, and hope Godzilla actually, yeah. Godzilla actually had a last-second upper flipper uh, change, where I actually uh, kicked it a little bit further uh, counterclockwise out, uh, just to help with the magnet drop uh, to give you a little bit more power, uh, knocking the ball into the lane. Nice. No, I, I, yeah, I think that's great. I, I, I know people. I don't know why they just want to, they want to hear it from you, you know, like if I, is, is my game set up right? You know, yeah, that's, I said, yeah, believe it or not, I spend hours, hours with messing with those dots. It's, it's wow. infuriating to me. I, I hate it more than anything. It's just because I know what feels good. It's just like getting it translated to the other, you know, hundreds of games coming off the line. It's, it's like, okay, where, where do these go? Cause I, you know, you get like one shot to get it right. And yeah. Then, uh, if, if we have to make a last second change, because it's it's a it's a spotting press, it, it, so it just dimples the play field. It doesn't yep. actually drill anything, and that uh, that that is done way before like the game goes into production. So it, it is frustrating. <laughs> Harrison knows how I get like three months before the game goes out. I'm I'm, I'm freaking out about the alignment dots. Yeah, no pressure. That's the time you got to get it all figured out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, we're we're approaching our one hour mark. Um, I mean, I. We, we really dove in on hardware and to be honest, there's a whole other side of this game, which is incredible. And that's the software. And, uh, I don't, I don't think we have enough time to, to really dive in, but I, I, I would assume, I mean, are you thinking about code? Are you thinking about software, you know, right at the beginning or how I, at what point does that enter your head? Cause you're, you're also the one thinking up all the rules and every, and everything else that's going to go on in this game. So yeah, I'll have like basic, basic, basic rules in my head when I'm designing a game. So I, I knew this building, all right, you're going to bash this building, the building's going to collapse, and then mm-hmm. it's going to be multi-ball, and then you're going to have this uh, the mecha toy, and the shield's going to go up. You have to you know, defeat the shield, and it opens up. And um, Yeah, so I have some basic rules. Um, probably, like, everything that the game released with, that's probably what I initially wrote. Okay. Um and uh, in this case, it was super easy because the achievement system was basically based on my initial rule sheet. Nice. Uh, so there was only like 40 achievements at the time. So it was like, yeah, that's basically I'm making a very simple game. And then once, you know, the framework's all coded in there, then we could start adding, you know, elements of, you know, strategy and skill and deeper stuff. Uh, nice. And that's still, still to this day, working on the rule set. 
Well, um, one thing Travis suggested, Travis Murray, uh, which I think would be hilarious, is is you should just automatically give everybody one point when they when they play the game the first time on on Insider Connected, and then you got to leave the final final wizard mode and make that you know four points or something or no you you get whatever it is make it so that everybody could have every single achievement but that one point <laughs> that that they're missing or something so that it, it it just it keeps them up at night. You know, Carl will sit there and play until he gets all the achievements kind of thing but yeah i I want some hidden achievements like there's an entire um ball save storyline being told in this game oh wow you rarely get all the way through so i was thinking about making that an achievement (laughs) hey go for it i'm all i'm all for it i i know i don't have the skill to to force myself to play a game to get all the achievements but you know hey if you can if you can keep carl or raymond or travis or some of these high-end players up at night because they don't have all their points yet then i'm (laughs) i support you in that yeah that's absolutely the plan yeah yeah good Good, good, good. Well, I mean, that's all. That's really all I can. Uh, looking at my cheat sheet here, I mean, I think we've pretty much hit everything. Is there anything else you you want to say about this game? Or oh, it's been a long journey. Yeah. Um, I'm happy everyone loves it. I love it too. I, I play it every day. Um, I'm sure Rick will be excited when it's finally at 1.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's you know when everything falls into place, a licensor that's great to work with, assets. Uh, a motivated team you know it's just super fun yeah yeah and it's um i will say as a player to be 100 percent honest you know zach's let me borrow a, a handful of games for the last uh two years roughly and and this was one of those like godzilla's never been a thing i cared about and and it showed up and it was it took me like one day of playing it and i was like holy crap what am i gonna have to sell to buy one of these <laughs> games and on top of that i have to buy the freaking premium because yeah. as much as i'm enjoying the 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 pro i i played the premium a handful of times at, at expo and that just blew me away so thanks a bunch keith well you know what <laughs> yeah. so yeah. i think of my job this way um i'm getting paid to make people buy something they didn't think they wanted <laughs> okay and yeah. <clears throat> it's it's funny you say that because i wasn't in the godzilla at all hmm. uh, i mean i watched it when i was a kid but uh, i hadn't seen them in many many years uh, i was not in a Jurassic Park. I, I did. I was like, "Wow, this movie's still around." It's like I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. you know. So yeah. it helps that. Um, it help, I think it helps if I get a theme that I'm not totally into, and nice. then then I can kind of turn that into like, well, if I was a general Joe public, what what can make this fun? And then you know, then I'll I'll delve into the theme, and it's like, okay, this isn't so bad. Like now I look at Jurassic Park, it's like, oh yeah, that's an amazing thing for pinball. What yeah. was I thinking? Yeah. You know, sometimes you know I'm just stuck in my stubborn ways of some of these movies I saw a long time ago. It was like, oh, I was a kid when I saw it. I don't want to see it now. But well, uh, yeah. some, they, they just they work. They just work. Absolutely. And that that's that's pretty impressive. If you can make and and you did exactly what you're talking about. You're 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 taking themes, you know, Iron Maiden. There are plenty of people that that they probably didn't even like Iron Maiden, but you've made a game that's now, you know, they've enjoyed. And Avengers is a great theme, Jurassic Park, great theme, but this is definitely one of them. I mean, there are some Godzilla diehards out there that that they saw Godzilla, they bought it. But the reason this game is selling the way it is and, and is positioned the way it is, is because of what you've done, what you've added to it. It's not the theme that that's selling this game. Um, but so congrats on that. Um, I'm annoyed at you, you know, for, for doing that. Cause now I got to buy, I'm probably gonna have to buy one of these games. Uh, cause it's, it's just an absolute blast. And, and now you're almost making me excited about like, what are you going to do when you get a theme that you're super stoked about? I mean, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I, I ever want that. Okay. Perfect. So if anybody ever asks you, you know, what are your dream themes? We'll just know. Yeah. Don't, it's yeah. like, if it's truly <laughs> a dream them, yeah. theme, I don't want to do it because the pressure is too much. I'd rather do something. Ah. It's like, yeah, that could be cool for pinball. And let's say like Iron Maiden. I was like, uh, I hardly heard any Iron Maiden songs when I, I started working on Iron Maiden. And then, yeah. I, then I went back, listened to their music, saw, you know, how Eddie incorporates into all their stuff. I was like, oh, this is an amazing, amazing theme. And it's like, yeah. it, this was totally off my radar my entire life. But now it's like, this, this works perfect for pinball. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, George Gomez said something during my when I interviewed him that really stuck with me, which is like at the end of the day, he wants to make a pinball machine that is fun 
in the white wood. Like he, he's like, if it's, if people are enjoying themselves when it's a white wood, then I know I've done my job. And, and Deadpool has so many fun shots that are just the way it, it moves around. And, and I can absolutely see that in this game. You know, the shots themselves are the fun part. Um, everything else you've added, the humor of the clips, the sound package, the light show, the art, I mean, zombie Eddie's art's incredible. The mechs that's only built on top of this core shot layout that that's, that's giving you continued satisfaction. So, um, yeah, well done. I, I, I mean, I think having comedy in pinball is is a must. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're a little skeptical about Toho's. Like, I, we don't know how these guys are going to react. I mean, we're basically kind of making fun of some of their characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the case in point is the uh, the Brooklyn accent guy. He's he's an actual character <laughs> in the movie. He's yeah. an astronaut, but that's that's exactly how he acts. It's like, oh, we're gonna, we're going to take this act and just you know expand upon it. You know, and yeah. um, <clears throat> they loved it, so it worked. That's out. That's awesome. Well, great, great, great. Well, once again, Keith, thanks a ton. Thanks a ton for doing this. Um, I really appreciated it and uh, really enjoyed the conversation. This is a great game, and I'm I'm glad. Um, well, you know, you know how good, you know how good it is, and I hope you're proud of it because you should be. And um, you know, thank you for what you're doing for pinball. And I I can't wait to see what else. Not only the the rest of the code on this game, but also you know what's coming next um, from you and from Stern. So well, when we talk about my next game, we can talk about uh, Godzilla 1.0. Hey, yeah, sounds like a plan. All Absolutely. right. Well, for everybody that was listening to this, my name is Joel. This is Just Another Pinball Podcast. If there's anything I can do for you, feel free to email me at justanotherpinball at gmail.com. Also, feel free to listen to the Triple Train Podcast um, on uh, TPN. But yeah, thanks again, Keith. And hopefully we can talk again soon. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye, guys.